Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pags Show. It is uh, part two. Well, it will be part two of General Flynn. We talk about a lot of stuff, and at the end he said, man, I talked about stuff I hadn't talked about with anybody before. So it's a really good interview. We had uh, about about half of it yesterday. About half will be tonight. And uh, it, there's so much there. We might not even get the whole thing in on the air. You'll have to go and uh, check out the rest of it over on Rumble later on. But you're going to hear from uh, General Michael Flynn on what the Department of Justice tried to do to him. He also opines on what's happening in Mar-a-Lago, why all of this is going down. And he clears up a lot of the lies the media was telling about him at the time. Make sure you stick around for that. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to. Glad that you've chosen tonight to hang out on a Friday. Give me some strings. Come on, Horns, where you at? That was me. Protein bar on the break, Carrie, you know what I'm saying? No, no. I guess you do. Wow, no. you chimed right in. No, let me. Let's go. Where's Bob Guthrie? Bring it, Bob. Friday. Uh-huh. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it is Friday. Friday. Thank God it's Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Ah, freedom. Uh huh. Hey, what? Bring it down. Monday through Thursday, I decide everything. Friday, you get a say. Call in 888 941 888-941-7247, If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. By the way, if you're in my chat room and you're watching the video, by the way, you can do that if you aren't by going to JoePags.com and clicking on Watch Now. As a matter of fact, at the bottom of this hour, you can watch the interview with uh, General Flynn. Not just here. It's the two of us on the screen, and you can see his inflection and his emotion as he's talking about it. But if you're in that room and you're starting trouble, 941 pags 888-941-7247. Bring your argument. Let's do that debate. Let's make it happen. It's that simple. You know what I mean, Carrie? It's that simple, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is. It should be anyway. How are you, by the way? You good? Great. Fantastic. Super. Ooh, I'm only going to pick one of those. I'll go with the great. You thought I was going to say <laughs> great, amazing. fantastic, super? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I, I appreciate you, Carrie. That's Polo. That is Sam getting it done as well. Appreciate you. So um, th- th- there's a lot happening. Is there, did something happen in Kabul? Is that what's, are we saying Kabul or Kabul? Uh, I'm saying Kabul. It happened on Wednesday. Oh, was it? Okay. So if you, I mean, why are we just now finding out about it? That's very strange. Uh, some sort of a mosque explosion and uh, yep. killed 21 people? Yes. From Fox News, the death toll from Wednesday's bombing at a mosque in Kabul, Afghanistan, has been increased to 21. The Taliban announced Thursday. No terror group has yet claimed responsibility for the bombing at the country's capital, which struck during evening prayers. Initial reports stated 10 people have been killed and roughly 21 injured. And the Taliban now says at least 21 people were killed. 33 others were injured. And this is, of course, where we left a year ago and just left the whole place in shambles. Again, the Biden administration actually didn't do anything wrong. It's very strange to me. Um, so we'll, we'll keep on following that. But obviously, the Islamic State is rising again. The bad guys in that region of the world rising again. Trump had them under thumb, under lock and key, had a deal with them that they would not do any of this garbage. And 
we would start bringing our people out, but we were going to certainly keep a presence in the area. Biden instead just pulls everybody out, makes it look like a bunch of uh, like a bunch of amateurs, and makes us look as weak as possible to the world. It's very I don't understand why that's going on. Now, Carrie, let me go off the beaten path here a little bit. Did you see the tweet by CNN? No. CNN says when you go to the gas pump, it's like you just got a tax break or a raise at work. Mm, how so? I how kid you not. They figure that uh, we're still paying over three dollars. I paid three twenty-six today. It's still saving expensive. a lot of money. Uh, the headline at CNN is "America just got a hundred dollar a month raise." That's today. Reported today. Next okay. time you, this is written by, hold on, an analysis by Chris Isidore, whoever that is, whoever the hell that is. Uh, next time you stop at a gas station, think of it as a $100 a month tax cut or maybe a $100 a month raise. Go ahead. No, not when everything else is going up. Because after I got gas this morning, I had to go to HEB because I have to feed two teenage boys. Um, everything. Which is $1,000 a week. <laughs> Just about, <laughs> Yes. Everything, everything in that store is more expensive. I do not feel like I'm getting a tax cut or a raise, actually. <laughs> For those around the country, H-E-B is our grocery store chain here in Texas. Um, $100, this guy literally said this. Think of it as a $100 a month tax cut or maybe a $100 a month raise. Now, first of all, it's still $1.50 a gallon more than it was like a year, year and a half ago. That's just truth. That's what it is. Secondly, it was just at $5 a gallon. Now that it's at $4 a gallon, you're going to tell me that I'm getting a tax cut or, or somehow a raise? So what did I have a, a rate reduction and a tax increase before? And by the way, if a dollar off the gallon means you're saving $100 a month, according to this dweeb, who probably doesn't know his rear end from his toe, um, if that's what's going on, then... We're still a dollar fifty higher a gallon than we were a year and a half ago, so we have a hundred fifty dollar deficit. So, in other words, here's what would if I listen mathematics. I was pretty good at it. That means that we had a two hundred fifty dollar tax and a two hundred fifty dollar uh, pay decrease per month, according to this guy, and they just gave a hundred of it back. So, Carrie, if my math is right, we're still one hundred fifty dollars in the hole. Mm-hmm. But according to this writer, he might as well have said, hey, thanks to the Biden administration, gas prices are going down. No, no, no. The Biden administration says that administrations don't control gas prices. They said that. They said this is Putin. This is Russia. This is cows farted. This is Trump bad. No, no, (sighs) this isn't about, they they didn't lower the prices. I guess Putin lowered the prices, right? No, no, no. I'm going to say no. So we were seeing an increase in our monthly bills on average. Of $250. Now we're seeing an increase in our bills monthly of $150. Yay. This idiot thinks we got a raise and a tax cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, man. No. Carrie, is that the definition of a tax I cut? I do not see that. No. No. Mm-hmm. And again, you, 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 you hit it on the nose. The administration and their lackeys in the media are really pretending that Biden somehow did something to lower this. Now, mm-hmm. he did release a bunch of our strategic petroleum, which is a real problem because there was no strategic need to do that. That means like somebody is invading or military action against us. That wasn't happening, so he's depleting that for no reason. 
you've got a bunch of different states that were that we're talking about, if not withholding some of the state excise tax on gasoline. So what happens when kids go back to school and they decide, well, we can't take any more out of the, out of the strategic reserves, and we really can't stop taking that extra mo- that extra road money out of the gallon of gasoline. It's just going to shoot back up, I would think. Although there's a midterm coming up where the Democrats now think that they have a chance. Are you in the prediction business at all or, or no? Uh, I'm going to say no. So you won't say if you think they're going to go up or down? The gas prices before the yep. election? I, I yep. think they'll go down. I think they're going to try to push them down, yeah. but you can't keep on taking from the reserves. And these states will not continue to not take their excise tax. And I'm not sure. I know they talked about it, but I don't think the Fed stopped the excise tax. Maybe you could check that out for me. It was 18 cents a gallon is what the federal tax is. Did he stop that for the summer? I know he wanted to. Um, Can you check and see, please? Yeah. I, I want to say, I know there was a lot of talk about that. Um, there was. I mean, but if he would have done that, he would have done like a parade patting himself on the back. And I don't remember that. But then again, he might have been in the, in the basement somewhere not doing anything. So let me just ask those who are watching and listening. Do you feel as though when you go and fill up your gas tank, and by the way, don't be beaten into submission to where you think like where I live, it's 330 or 340 a gallon. Don't think that's good. It's not. It's bad. When it went to 399, I started hearing people say, oh, this is great. No, it's not. It's $4 a gallon when it could be 230, could be two bucks could be even less than $2 a gallon. When we were a net exporter, we had all sorts of resources available to us. But this administration went after the fossil fuels industry to the point to where it made things untenable. Then they started begging Venezuela and Iran and everybody else, or Saudi Arabia uh, and everybody else for a bunch of extra oil. And they all laughed at us like we were idiots. So don't don't feel good about 330, 350, 390. Don't feel good about that. That's Again, it's inflated because of the idiots in Washington. Um, the price should be much lower. But certainly don't fall for this narrative that you just got a tax cut or a raise. Did, did they stop that excise tax or not? Um, the, I'm looking. The bill suspends the excise tax on gasoline until December 31st, 2023. Um, and he was calling for a three-month federal gas tax. I'm... Um, I'm I'll still give you the looking. break to check it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do me a favor because I know that they wanted to stop it for the summer, and then I did hear that they wanted to stop it for uh, through through the election. I thought it was December 2022, which would have gotten them through the midterm. But but yeah, if you don't mind, just get your resources together. We'll check with you again when we come back. But I want to hear from people as well. Are you buying this bogus BS that it's actually not bogus BS? It's actual BS. It's a uh, bogus truth um, that somehow you're getting a tax break or a raise at the gas pump because they took back. $100 of the 250 that you were being overcharged? Let me know. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show. Phone calls coming in. Do you believe that you're getting either a pay increase or a tax break because you're paying $150 more per month than you were before the taxes, before the, the gas prices went up and Biden came in? It was $250 a month. 
Now it's one fifty a month. Did you just get a hundred dollar increase in your wages? Did you just get a tax break for a hundred dollars? CNN thinks that you should think that. We'll have your fo- your phone calls in a second. Also, General Flynn at the bottom of the hour. So about twelve thirteen minutes from now, you'll have General Michael Flynn. If you want to watch it, go to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. Got to tell you about Super Beats, brand new, um, um, really great item that I want you to try out. They're called Tart Cherry Gummies. Tart Cherry Gummies. If you like me, you love finding easy ways to support a healthy routine. I love Super Beats. You know that we talk about the heart shoes all the time. Same people just came out with this great post-workout inflammation blocker. It's Tart Cherry Gummies. These gummies are made with a clinically studied tart cherry extract that's up to 40 times more concentrated than many other tart cherry extracts. Just two of these tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. And they're vegan. They're non-GMO. They've got zero sugar and they're delicious. I want you to try these out. Formulated by a, t- by a team of scientists led by a Nobel Prize winning doctor, tart cherry has been clinically studied to support metabolic he- health um, health and and really, I mean, honestly, getting rid of the inflammation after a workout is the most important thing you can do to keep those workouts going. See what I mean? Right now, you can get up to 35% off of Tart Cherry Gummies, plus free shipping at mytartcherry.com slash PAGS. It's their best offer available anywhere. That's mytartcherry.com slash PAGS for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies, mytartcherry.com slash PAGS. Make that happen right now. Let me go to the phone lines. Let me say hello and welcome to Chris, who's in Yakima. Chris, what's going on? Hi. What's happening, Joe? Happy Friday. Hey, man. Back at you. Living the dream. What's up? Well, I live in the dream with a hundred more dollars in my pocket and not. <laughs> it's, it, it's just vote pandering. That's all it is, is vote pandering. And it's just, they're relying on the stupid people to believe it. And unfortunately, there was 80, according to them, 88 million stupid people that believed it last round. So they're hoping for another one. That's what? all it is, is vote pandering. I mean, somebody's dumb enough to believe that. Well, I hope, I hope that nobody. Really nice bridge in San Antonio, I'll tell you. Oh man, it's it's a great bridge right on the ocean in San Antonio. Um, Stupid. I'm glad you said that. Uh, Carrie, did you find anything out about that excise tax? I don't think they passed it because every story was about Biden wanting that three month suspension, and then John Thune, the uh, second ranking Republican in the Senate, had said that was dead on arrival. In Congress, yeah, I mean that's so. what I thought. But people almost immediately started writing, well, that's because Biden, you know, uh, he suspended the excise tax. I think it was effective in that people believed that he was going to do it. But I know that you and I would have known had he actually done it. So I'm glad that you looked at that. Thank you. There had to have been a story. I I can't find one saying And he'd still be bragging about it. Yeah. About how much money he saved us. I mean, he would have gone out, coughed a couple of times in his hand. He would have made a funny face. He would have tried to shake hands with nobody. And then he would have said, and I saved you 18 cents. But that didn't happen. So, So we know that. At the end of the day, this probably wasn't going to be true. Ron, Iowa, talk to me. Hi. Hi, Joe. Uh, I just wanted to tell you, I, I've seen this going on for years. Uh, it, they get all their dirty work done in the first two years of their administration. They uh, raise this stuff up just as high as they can get it. And then they start lowering it, making you think they're doing you a favor. They're uh, He's going to use all that extra money they got on that that those bills he's got passed through to start throwing around the people. And, uh, you know, they're going to try and make them think he's doing them a favor. Right. He's been screwing them over for two years and he's, uh, or screwing us over, I should say. And, 
That's the way I feel about it. Uh, Ron, I hear you, and I appreciate that. I, I want, let me make it as basic as I can. If somebody comes up from the government and says, give me $250, and you have to, they compel you to do it, and you give them 250 and they say, hold on, they give you a $100 bill back, can they call that a tax break or, or a pay increase? Can they? I mean, maybe I'm not thinking right. But Carrie's a journalist. Would that be a tax break or a pay increase? No, it would not. Yeah, I'm just just asking. Asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Let me go to Paul in Florida. Paul, what's up? Thanks for taking my call, Joe. You bet. So listen, they're not selling news. They're not selling information. They're not persuading anyone with this stupid little thing. They're giving their base or the true believers who watch CNN a little bonus for believing. Because if you support this administration, which is just making a mess, and resulting in the high gas prices, then you need to be able to say to yourself, well, at least I'm the glass half full person, because it could be, I mean, it could be so much higher. If it was that much higher, we it would be like, uh, it would be so much worse if it was that much higher, but it's not that much higher. It's, it's where it is. So CNN is just throwing a, a little, a, a pathetic little bone to the pathetic little minds who buy this kind of crap. Well, hopefully there are very few of them. Even if you're a Democrat, you know that somebody taking 250 and give, giving you back 100 does not make for you to come out as, as some sort of a winner. You didn't win the lottery there. You lost, you lost $150. And these gas prices are not guaranteed to continue to go down, although, as a journalist, I think Carrie's right when she says they're probably going to go down even more, and then after November, you're going to see them skyrocket again. And, and that's, that's the game they play. It's always interesting to see how gas prices fluctuate depending on if it's a, an election year or not an election year. Back at it. Sherry, Florida, talk to me. Hi. Hi. Yes, I uh, drive DoorDash, and I just wanted to say there's no, I got no increase, nothing, because I'm just like truck drivers and people who drive for a living. I'm going to be in the hole for months over this last year of the gas price increases. We're barely hanging in there. So this doesn't. You know, I'm happy it's gone down, but it's still not where we needed it to be. Yep. And it's a joke to claim it's, you know, we just got a, whatever they call it, an incentive. No, no, it's like starting your own business. You start with nothing. Hey, guess what? I still have nothing. Sherry, you got to be, you, listen, you got a pay increase and you got a tax break. <laughs> you didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Sherry, I appreciate you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Russell, last call on this. What's up? Hi, I just wanted to make a point here. Uh, the reason why gas prices have gone down is because people can't afford to just burn off gasoline just to go do things. And then uh, Biden asked OPEC if they would increase their drilling. Well, OPEC has promised that, but Biden canceled our pipeline. The OPEC hasn't gone in effect yet, and our pipeline is canceled, so... Aren't those two equal? Because neither one is in effect, but prices have gone down. There's not the oil in the pipeline to make even it go further down. All right, Russell, I hear you. Uh, The bottom line is this. Oil is a futures market. If the market thinks that more oil is on the way, that's going to lower the price. If we're using less gas than we are because we can't afford it, that's going to lower the price as well. Um, At the end of the day, we should have kept the pipeline going. Never, ever asked OPEC for anything. In fact, should say something like, forget you, OPEC. And I say, forget you very, very carefully. Um, We don't need your oil. We're an energy exporter. We're a net oil. Um, um, We've got net more oil than we need. And at the end of the day, you can keep your oil, your dirty oil, your bad oil, your mean oil, your, your, your hate-filled oil, whatever. 
We're not doing that because Biden promised he'd get rid of the fossil fuels, and that's exactly what he's doing. General Flynn, part two. You're not going to want to miss this when we come back. Stay on the Joe Pag Show. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's an absolute honor and a privilege to talk to this man. It's General Michael Flynn. He stepped down. Did he lie? Did Trump ask him to leave? What does he think of Mar-a-Lago? Now part two of that special interview and the finale on the Joe Pag Show. They were coming after me. They were coming after me. I think what they, in fact, what I know now and what, what the world knows, if you really pay attention to, to well, well, my I, case. Well, I, th- I think naive is they, the they wrong word. They lied. I, mean, I, I, I would say, Go ahead. it wasn't so much, uh, do you, have, if you have to take a break, Joe? No, no, no. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in two parts because it's that interesting to me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. continue. Um, I, I just uh, maybe the word naive is wrong. Let were me, you let were me, you let me talk, were you well, let me were talk you too were you too trusting? Room. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Go ahead. White House White House Situation Room uh, briefing that was given to uh, by, by Sally Yates and Andy McCabe. Okay, two just I mean just corrupt people yes. as far as I'm concerned. I agree. And what they did to my family and I, what they did to Donald Trump and his family and still do. So those two people gave a presentation in the White House Situation Room uh, on or about the probably the uh, 14th, 13th, 14th of February of 2017. Okay. okay? And they gave that uh, briefing to uh, Mike Pence and they gave it to Reince Priebus okay, that weekend because the, the following Monday, I think it was the 13th, so it's probably the... My dates will be wrong, but it was around the right. 11th or 12th of February. And you and, and you and Trump are already in. Me and Trump, yeah, we're already in. Trump's already the president. I'm at Mar-a-Lago because I know we're going to talk about Mar-a-Lago. He and I are at Mar-a-Lago with the Japanese delegation. The, you know, Kim Jong-un, you know, the little rocket man is firing rockets over over out to the Sea of Japan that particular uh, weekend on that Sunday. Right, I remember. Um, yeah, Sunday, which was the 12th of February. So that weekend, Yates, McCabe, give Reince Priebus and, and uh, Mike Pence a briefing. They lied to them. They, they, they lied to and they showed them information. And, and, and there's more to that, but they showed them information. That information, as far as I, I in fact, what I know now, it was a, it was a lie. Uh, Priebus and, um, and uh, Pence went to the president. Told the president, you know, I mean, whatever they told him. And I think that what what the what the essentially the outcome of the discussion was, look, you know, you got you got General Flynn, who we think has lied to the vice president, which was not true. It wasn't true at all. And so that that led to really where and and from a guy who's a military guy who I'm going to take responsibility for my actions, you know, whether and my actions and my unit's actions, you know, good or bad. So when the when the uh, president and I spoke about it, I said, look, I'm, I don't want to get in the way. You know, this is a relationship that that I have to have with everybody in this White House. And if, and if you feel uncomfortable that I can't have the relationship that I need to have with the vice president, then fine. And and that and that really became it. So, and, so, uh, so, General, it's not naivete at all. What it is, is you didn't expect them to lie so badly on you and be so underhanded and break the law to get rid of you. Pegs, they needed to get rid of me yeah. because I will tell you, had they not gotten rid of me, the Mueller investigation would never, and I don't want to use that word lightly, 
would never have occurred. Wow. Okay? Yeah, so think about that. So this was all a preview of what they were trying to do to Trump. Yeah, because so, so, well, talking uh, about the National Security Advisor yes. who has, who, I mean, when we talk about a clearance level, yeah. the clearance level of the National Security Advisor is, is akin to the clearance level of the President of the United States. Right. Obviously, the President has far more authority to do things with clearance, with, you know, classification and classified uh, information, right. all that sort of stuff, as we will talk about yes. in the Mar-a-Lago raid. But the National Security Advisor sits there at the president's right hand when we start to talk about nuclear issues, right? I mean, so, and, and then how we, how our entire nuclear system functions and operates. I mean, that's a big deal. You know, never mind all the conversations that you have with other countries. So this is a, this is very important, Pax, because I want people to understand that this is an assault on our democracy. Yep. This isn't because Barack Obama doesn't like Trump. He doesn't. This is not because of Hillary Clinton got beat. You know, she did. This is because there is a there is going and there's an ongoing effort. This is an effort to shift the ideology of the United States of America away from these democratic ideals and away from this constitutional, this beautiful constitutional republic that we have. Thank God for our founders for creating that document toward a, a Marxist type of system of government. And that's what's happening. And and we're we're seeing it play out here, you know, Pags. We're seeing it play out. It, you know, you can't argue it anymore. And people right. are going to go, oh no, this is politics as usual. Bullshit. Excuse my Irish. This is not politics as usual. This is about how this country is going to survive in the coming uh, coming months and the, the coming years, not coming decades, because decades is too far out for me to even right. project. Right. Well, now. we got to fix it now. Right. That's right. We have to fix it now. It's uh, General uh, Michael Flynn. Go to GeneralFlynn.com, GeneralFlynn.com. Um, I just want to get it on the record and just short answers to these. Did you lie to Mike Pence? No. Did you tell Kislyak that you were going to try to lift the sanctions? No. W- why Why did you agree to a plea deal when you were uh, uh, under charges? What was the charge? Lying to the FBI or was it a FARA violation? What was it? It was It was lying to the FBI. It was a. It so was why a say yes pre- to that? Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because when you're looking at that 25 to 30 years, it's at the beginning of the Mueller investigation. You know, it was the height. It was really the height of it. I mean, it was the beginning of it. Right. And and uh, and that's what that. So that's what happens. I mean, I I'm not one of these guys. I'm I'm paying because I'm paying out my nose. You know, I'm selling my home. I they're know. threatening my. They're threatening my family members of my family, my son, and uh, particularly my son. But they're the the the, the amount of of, uh, uh, and I guess it's pressure, but it's a different kind of pressure that they apply to you because they're not looking for the truth. And I had, honestly, I had really at the time and I, you know, I, I felt like I'm going to give these guys the, you know, the benefit because they're the, you know, they're the big uh, law firms in Washington, DC, which was recommended to me. And I just, I, you know, I, I went through the whole thing. So I, I made the decision, my wife and I made the decision to take that plea deal. Right. Because I knew, okay, so let's, you know, let's let this thing play out. I mean, maybe let's, uh, what's, what's going to happen? And, and, you know, they they make commitments to you, right? And those commitments are frankly, it's a, it's a commitment of, uh, well, you know, we'll, you, you, you help us out here. And all, all I'm looking at is I'm looking at the truth. Well, the right. truth was I didn't do any of those things. Right. And, and come to find out, the legal team that I had, and I won't mention their names. I won't mention the name of the law firm. Everybody can go find People it out. People can find that out, right? 
They can find out. But I will tell you, did they did they fight for the what's called what we all now know exculpatory evidence? Right. Did they fight to get the actual 302? I've never seen the actual 302. Okay, the actual 302 we think is I I actually think now I've been I've been uh, told that that uh, that John Durham may have the actual 302. So there's wow. some, there's some things going on here. So I never actually saw that going into that plea deal. And then we found out some other things about our uh, about the the legal uh, uh, advice that I was getting. And so, you know, it, it took me very, very difficult moment. Now, my wife and I, uh, in that conversation, my wife and I uh, had been together. We, we met when we were 13 years old. We, you know, today we've been married for 41 years. So that was back in 2017, I guess. So whatever that is, we were married for 30 some odd years. Yeah. My wife and I made a very, very difficult decision, but we did it best based on what was best for our family and I, and part, part of me is always what, what was best for the country. Yes. And, and so I, now I go into, uh, a cooperation deal, right. With the, with the, uh, U S government and the Mueller investigation. And I spent, I think it was 19 times in front of, you know, a prosecutor or a group of prosecutors. And frankly, they were, they were putting every little, I'm just looking for a newspaper articles that they're putting every single little Washington Post. Did you read this? Did you read this New York Times article? Did you read this Wall Street Journal article? And they're asking me, you know, well, what do you think about that? And I'm saying, well, it's a newspaper article. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like they're trying to convict people based on fake news. Yeah, yeah, right? General, did they try to get you to turn on Trump? That, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, what they really want you to do is they want you to, to give something up. And when there's nothing there and I'm I'm going through all this, it's like, it's surreal facts. You go through this world, this this you know cooperation world, and frankly, you know, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the truth. I you know nothing but the truth kind of thing, and I'm yeah. gonna say say what I what I believe. But then uh, but then a, a certain moment, a certain sort of switch went on when when um, and was, and there was a lot of there was a lot of evidence coming out. Okay, a lot of evidence coming out through FOIA requests and through IG uh, Inspector General reporting uh, the uh, the FISA court uh, being lied to. Right. And now I'm I'm looking I'm looking around the room and I'm going, well, wait a second. Wait a second. We just found out that McCabe lied. We just found out that Strzok lied. We just you know, there was text messages coming out and and all kinds of other really, really clear and hard hitting evidence. And I'm saying to the I'm saying to the Mueller investigation team, and I'm saying to my own lawyers, what the hell are we doing here? What's yeah. going on? So at a, at the at the right moment, I think it was very strategic, and it was a godsend to me, honestly. Uh, you know, it's one of those times when you just say, it, it, when I look back, it was a miracle um, because with the day, and you may have paid attention when uh, when the judge, you know, when when I was in court one day, it was really bad. I was in, and it, and it was a packed house court. Uh, international media was watching. It was probably one of the most watched cases in the in the history of of court cases, and uh, and and so the judge uh, made a decision because the some mistakes that were made by the prosecutor, frankly, and he said, "We'll, we'll you know allow you to continue to cooperate." And I'm like, "Okay." And that's when uh, that's when I I got rid of the uh, legal team and I brought on right. uh, Sidney Powell and. And like they say, the rest is history. Well, well, it is. No, you, you retracted. You wanted to retract your guilty plea. The Department of Justice decided we're not gonna we're not gonna continue this. We're dropping the case. Yeah. What on God's it's green earth allowed? No, a lawyer, well, hold on no a second, well, General. I got to tell the people what comes next. 
because the freaking judge says, I'm going to pursue the case. The judge can't pursue the case. If the prosecutor says there's no case, the judge has nothing to judge. What did you think of that when that happened with this guy, Sullivan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I... You know, we had that sense of from the beginning with him. I mean, he was an incredible guy. I mean, incredible in terms of wow. Yes. You know, in, in the in the French judicial system, the judges are judge, jury, and prosecutioner and executioner in some cases. But Not judge, prosecutor. That's in the French system of government. Yeah. And this judge, this judge took that role on, and the uh, the essentially the answer from a six month. Thorough investigation that we were not aware of. So we were not aware that there was an investigation ongoing by a, an attorney general by the name of Jentz and a special counsel appointed by Barr. Not aware that that was occurring. There was rumors and stuff, but we weren't aware of it. We never were contacted by them. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> Sydney gets a, uh, a call and she was told, uh, be prepared for a phone call. And so she got a phone call and I was with her that day and she said they're going to drop the case and they, they're going to make the announcement here shortly. Right. And I said, what's what's the reason why they're going to drop the case? Because I wanted to you know, what, what was the specific reason? What did they find out that there should that that one, I had did not commit a crime. And two, there was no legal basis to even conduct this investigation against me. None. Zero. So it, it, it's a it, and they talked about egregious government misconduct. In the uh, in this special counsel's uh, that that investigated my case, in in, uh, in his uh, his filings, right, his uh, the outcome, egregious government misconduct, no crime was committed. This guy didn't commit any crime, and, and it was a setup. I mean, that's essentially, you know, to to to, to use use street language, it yeah, was a setup. It was, and uh, so go ahead. and now, so last last point. So that happens that day, and that was probably I think I guess uh, I forget the date, May fifth, I think May seventh of uh, twenty. Uh, 19. Yes. And, uh, or 2020, 2020, I think. And then we, then all of a sudden we just figured, you know, two days, three days, the judge is going to rule, you know, drop, you know, cases gone right off my books, you know, get, get them out of my hair and no. So now, Stunning. now I'm not facing the Department of Justice anymore. No, you're fighting a judge. Facing a judge. <laughs> it makes, and, I, and the, I don't the get judge it. would not let it go. He, even after I received what's called a pardon of innocence, it's the first in the history of the country. Yes. I received a pardon of innocence from the president of the United States of America. And the reason why a pardon of innocence, because I, I was never convicted. I was, I pled guilty, but I was never convicted. The case was dismissed, which is, you know, it's a, which actually worked. The system worked. Yes. And so I received a pardon of innocence because I was never guilty of anything. And, and yet, even after that, even after the president of the United States did that, the judge still took another, I think it was about 45 days, where he begrudgingly, and he, in a very, in a very you know, ugly manner, he wrote his final you know, write-up to drop the case off of his books. I mean, this is extraordinary. Well, he said but after it, the fact, as you know, he said, I would have pursued it. Oh, he definitely would have. He, <laughs> he, hired, what? He, hired a former, he hired a former judge to be his prosecutor, his, his assistant. It's un... Well, that's why I say... We are in a we're in a a fight for this country, and they'll do anything. Gonna, and they'll do anything, and they don't care how I feel. They don't care how you feel. They don't care how your audience feels. Right? They'll go raid the, the 
former president's home. Well, well I want to get to that. I, I'm frankly almost yeah. out of time. I'm going to do two segments out of this. I think it's an amazing interview. Thank you so much for taking the time. GeneralFlynn.com. GeneralFlynn.com. It's General Michael Flynn. I have maybe two minutes, General, but I want you to just, I'm just going to shut up and you give me your thoughts about them raiding Mar-a-Lago without first trying to subpoena the stuff, knowing that the president has broad abilities to declassify anything he wants. Just tell me, when you heard this happen, just give me your thoughts. Yeah, I was not surprised. So when I, when I was called up, I was called up by, by a very close friend, and he said, hey, the FBI just raided Mar- is raiding Mar-a-Lago as, as I sit here talking to you. And uh, I said, well, what's the size of the force there? And they said, about 30. I said, okay, I'm not surprised. And so, number one, for this, for the American people, for this to happen, the entire American public needs to get behind not just President Trump and his family, but get behind the constitutional responsibilities that that the that a former president has. And, and remember, a former president is supposed to continue to be able to advance you know American interests abroad. Yes. We have used all former presidents to do that. A former president is given a a big budget and a staff to be able to continue to do the kinds of things for the country. A former president in his, in his home is given a skip. A former president is, giving, is given uh, a secret service. So it's ridiculous to think that Donald Trump has a, a bunch of boxes of stuff that he took from the White House, and, and there's some, I mean, the idiots in the media are talking about nuclear. It's, it's, again, it's baloney. It is baloney. That's uh, General Michael Flynn. There is more to that interview. Gives a little more insight into Mar-a-Lago. You'll check it out tonight on Rumble. We're back after this in the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. As I said in the beginning of that interview, an absolute pleasure to have um, General Michael Flynn on. Again, we talked about it and sort of gave a chronological timeline, breaking down what it is that he faced um, on the interview. And afterwards, he said, I talked about things that I haven't talked about publicly before, which I felt very good about. I'm glad I could bring it to my audience. He does have more uh, more stuff to say about Mar-a-Lago. And again, that interview goes live on Rumble. That, yeah, I'm not on YouTube anymore. I haven't been for a long time. Go to Rumble.com or download the Rumble app. Look for Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. And you'll see that interview tonight. It goes live at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So figure out your time zone from there and watch the entire thing, 30-plus minutes with General Flynn. Keep it there. Coming back. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.